you this is radio perris a podcast for bad, bad bitches, bitches who love reggaeton i'm karenoid and i'm jennifer fopez are we feeling silly today are we feeling funny silly Baby, i'm in a silly goofy mood i woke up in a silly goofy mood i woke up an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> my sleep schedule dude is so fucked up i went to bed this morning at 5 a.m i don't know if you saw i sent you a lot of tweets you've been hard 4 30 you've been hard also in like your promoter bag and party bag right now so i know start 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 your days at 6 a.m no babes start your day at 4 p.m that's that's me right now any single time that i wake up at like 8 a.m i'm like wow i've cracked the code i'm like those those tiktok you're you're out of the matrix i'm literally (laughs) writing my manifestations down i'm a green juice girly that was me today um I'm so delusional in that I'll tell Google to set an alarm for 9 a.m. And then I'll like flip my hair and say, <laughs> yeah, that's happening. And then the alarm comes on and I'm literally like, Google, stop. Google, stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> snoozing my alarm for like an hour? Apparently, according to Kourtney Kardashian, um, the key to doing to waking up early is to put your phone in another room. I'll never hear the, the alarm. Well, put it on your, well, I guess I'm thinking of your house setup. Put it in my you bathroom? Could put it, you could put it in your bathroom <laughs> or you could put it on the floor next to your door. I don't know. Here in my house, I could put it in my living room and then my bedroom. True. But yeah, because I, sometimes I read Poosh articles, you know. What's Poosh articles? Poosh is her lifestyle wellness oh. uh, website, sort of adjacent to what uh, Gwyneth Paltrow does. Oh, yeah with goop yeah right mm-hmm. but hers is poosh and it's it, i like it I, obviously i don't think she writes any of them but you're better than me because i stay up late watching mukbang asmr videos <laughs> bitch that's also me too <laughs> dude yesterday i don't know what came over me but i really wanted to watch the harry potter movies <laughs> you tweeted about so that, yeah. yeah so i rented i was with gabby she slept over and I told her, would you judge me if I said that I really want to watch a Harry Potter movie right now? And she's like, I'm always down for some HP. <laughs> so I Hijo tried to, I tried <laughs> Harry Potter, hijo de puta. Like reggaeton HP. So we rented Prisoner of Azkaban. Were you, were you a Harry Potter girly? I think I read up to like half of the Goblet of Fire and I was like, you okay. didn't. You didn't gobble up we'll, the rest, huh? We'll close this now, and we never opened it back up, <laughs> bitch. I remember being that age, and it, I remember opening the first book, leaf leafing through the first, you know, six pages, and then being like, "I'm done." <laughs> and me, I, I was an avid reader. I just, I don't know. I wasn't into into me closing that. her one day and never knowing when I'd open her back up again. Little did I know it would be never. But but I did watch all the movies, but I also know a lot about the characters and stuff. So people who've read the books, I feel like I would uh, fool them. I, if we had a conversation about Harry Potter, I think we would talk and then they'd think that I actually read the books. I only recently watched the last Harry Potter movies, like six, the Deathly six, Hallows. six and seven, both parts, like within the last two years. And I was like, this is scary. <laughs> You're scared. So anyway, so yesterday, right, I was watching The Prisoner of Azkaban. It was cute. But The Goblet of Fire, that movie, that was scary because that's when Voldemort, he comes back to life. And the the CGI that they use, I was like, that's disgusting, babes. Like the way that he comes back to life, it's so gross and slimy. But the best movie, dude, the best movie, in my opinion, Half-Blood Prince. That's my favorite movie. That's what I watched yesterday I don't know, but it's the this movie is the one before the the Deathly Hallows. Okay, because you know they break up the last two movies, mm-hmm. so this is the one before those last two movies. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, top tier. Plot, top tier. Visuals, top tier. Mm-hmm. Costume design, acting. Finally, the got the children got it together. They're acting with a capital A. It's so good, and my favorite character is Snape. So. 
He's just so complex. And then Dumbledore dies in that movie. It, ugh, just so much happens. Malfoy too has this crazy arc. Wait, Dumbledore dies in like a movie in that that's movie? not seven. He dies in this in this movie in the wow, in the Half Blood Prince. They had a whole other movie without him. That's crazy. And then Snape is a Half Blood Prince. I think why I really liked Half Blood Prince was because you you see into Voldemort's past when he was Tom Riddle, and see what kind of student he was at it's Hogwarts. It's the movie of realizing things. I really like that one part. I don't even know what part of the movie this which which part which movie this was. It was the one where they like go into the Ministry of Magic, and they're like dressing up as different people. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah. They take a I think that's in the in one of the last two and movies, it's like right? A polyjuice potion. They take a pill or something, yeah, yeah and they're in the <laughs> not in the pizza, but <laughs> <laughs> then they're in the bathroom. Yeah, and then they come out as different people. Yeah, that's this next movie that okay, I'm, okay. maybe I'll watch it tonight. Oh my god. Who am I? Revisiting Harry Potter. But anyway, how have you been? I've been really good. Life has been really quiet lately. Um I feel like I've been so busy without even, I'm just, I feel like I'm accomplishing so many things in my life little by little that altogether I look at it and I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. But then like the day, the monotony of day by day is like getting to me. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I think I have a lot on my plate. Um, I really, I've, I've literally become one of those people that constantly say things like, oh, I need a vacation. You know, oh. I'm like that annoying bitch. I feel. Right now? Yeah, because I really do. I haven't taken a vacation in like years. You need to go to a beach somewhere and just lay. I would I would love yeah. to go somewhere and not have a singular thought for a couple of days. Just not one. No phone, no connection Mm-mm. to cyber no brain. reality. Mm-hmm. No, I'm no taking brain. her out. No brain, no thoughts. <laughs> just vibes. Puros vibras. Puras vibras. So I want, I, that's what I really want. But on the other hand, you know, I'm thankful to be busy. I'm thankful yeah. to, I'm thankful to have the ability to have, the handle on everything that I'm mm-hmm. having right now with like a clear head. But I will say I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed, but it comes and goes. So what are we going to talk about today? I was thinking we should just have a good old well, I mean, chismoteca. I mean, not to like harken back to what I just said a second ago, but you have been booked and busy at a lot of gigs that a lot has happened, a lot in, of the, has happened. happened in the, in the DJ event realm realm i think for both of us uh like it's not all positive yeah that's what i'm saying i feel like you recently have had gigs where this stuff has happened at or around you yeah and you know it's not that i'm a chismosa but i think i just want to express frustrations and disappointments that i've had recently um and I think this is a good platform for that because not just a podcast where we talk about reggaeton, it's also a podcast where we discuss our careers as DJs, as event organizers, as artists. So it's important to speak up and just say when things are fucked up. Yeah. Right? I also yeah. think, too, a lot of it, a lot of people only really come across us either in positive or negative ways and what happens in our world only on Instagram. And I think that this is an opportunity for us to share beyond that and to give context and to make it all fit into place. And we, we become more relatable in that instance. We become more accessible. Um, because we're being real and I want to be real. So, and I saw this a side note. I saw this like, you know, Instagram infographics, whatever this infographic. And it was like split in half. And there was like, what's the difference between venting and gossip? gossip oh, okay. Gossip is harmful. You're talking about people in harmful, direct ways. Okay. With the intention of spreading that information around or knowing that it could get around to people in a harmful way venting is personal and how it's like affected you you're not necessarily being like harmful in your words but you are expressing facts about it of course i'm summarizing but you are expressing facts about it that (laughs) are not meant to harm others or have the intention of doing so but more so like how it affected you and your take on it I love that. I'm laughing because it reminds me of what being a Sagittarius is like <laughs> because we're la- always like, I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> I'm just speaking facts. Right. And this is what happened to me. And this is how I obviously we'll get into context about 
every situation because baby <laughs> we have a couple things bulleted <laughs> yes but yeah i'm not trying to be hurtful you're not trying to be hurtful we're just speaking facts and sharing how it hurt us because mm-hmm. if anything we're talking about how these situations affected us and hurt us so let me take a sip of my smoothie <laughs> i'm taking a sip of my rosalia coke zero sugar <laughs> this episode brought to you by the Rosalia Coca-Cola transformation flavored. It's giving like vanilla. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. It's giving like a little like vanilla, a little caramel maybe, a little like vanilla candy cream. Um, I taste flower. I taste flowers in that too. I taste like petals, like cherry, like like a little a cherry blossom. Right now, I'm getting hints of <laughs> <laughs> swish, swish the Coke Zero around. You know, <laughs> like wine. What do the legs look like? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's got good legs. It's got, it's got great legs. Good tannins. Good tannin structure. Great legs like us. Okay. Should I start? Where are we starting? Tell me. Okay. So why don't we start with Club Caranoid and and tell people what happened but with Club Caranoid. Which I deeply miss. I went to... You had what, you, two? I had two. I did two. I went to both. Thanks, Queen. You, you are a supportive queen and I appreciate the people who came out to that. You know, this was at Twisted Cantina, which I do want to give context and say that it is a place that I have enjoyed going to for many, many years. If you know me, you know that I've been going there to party since 2017. And it's a place that I really enjoy. I really like the people who work there. Um, I've never really had any negative experiences with anyone and and, and to yeah I, I only reason i even ever started liking twisted cantina was because of you because yeah we went together otherwise i yeah. wouldn't have gone you literally brought me it there. has a reputation you know of being a little ratchet of just getting so packed beyond you know the legal capacity maybe i'm not sure if that's even true but girl <laughs> But yeah, it gets packed in there and it, and it can get a little wild. I mean, I remember one of my friends literally got into a fight with a girl in the bathroom because she cut the line. For those nasty toilets that never worked anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that I'm prefacing that. I'm prefacing <laughs> the I'm prefacing the cheese with that. So basically the agreement was, you know, we're going to see how this goes. This is not a contract where it's indefinite. It's a trial period, which 100% totally understand. Um the first one was light. I mean, it was there was a snowstorm, but people came through uh, and it's a Thursday night. So I actually really like a chill Thursday night. I I don't really I hadn't envisioned it to be packed, crazy, sweaty on a Thursday night. You know what I mean? I personally like that, especially for what I was trying to build, which was a nail perreo and mexa night so it's specifically like a, a, niche a niche so a niche type of reggaeton mm-hmm. so it was it was meant to be club karen was meant to be a celebration of mexican reggaeton and neo perreo yeah right so in february i brought julio jay cordoba and i made those really fun reels i was inspired by that mexican youtuber who would go to concerts and just shade people for being at the concerts mm-hmm. and and you'd hear people's um funny responses to him and and you also see the fashion and stuff anyway so that was fun actually julio made that logo for me the club caranoid logo it was so good so too. good you know so i was investing in that i was really putting my all into that and i personally don't think that i am a talented curator i can curate playlists and i'm really good at that uh but that's not necessarily one of my you know honed in season talents so it was something new for me mm-hmm. that i was having fun experimenting with because I did want to bring more people. And that's a talent that I think that you you have, obviously. And something that I also think Julio has. It's just a natural talent for curating lineups and, and bringing, you know, the best guests. Thank you. Anyway, so then that happened. And that night was also... Honestly, that night was cute. You were there. It was I cute. Was it was fun. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy. But what... The music was great. The music was great. You know, people were dancing. But what bothered me, what hurt my feelings, you know, they ended the night early, sort of without warning, which I understand, you know, they want to go home. They're not making that much money. There's not a lot of people there. They're just trying to get out. They're trying to go home. But that hurt my feelings. You know, I didn't really even get like, hey, just so you know, we're thinking of closing early. Yeah. Yeah. I remember they just turned the lights on and I remember looking at the time and being a little confused, but. 
okay so whatever we rolled with it we ended early we were literally waiting for our uber and it was cold out and we could not wait inside so whatever we go home and then then i message i think a few weeks later i message the owner and i was just like hey what are your thoughts so far you know should we continue doing this what do you think so I was asking for his input on the night and if he wanted to continue doing the night, which I think is the best way to put it. This is business and it's his business. So I wanted to know what his thoughts were. I just didn't get a response for a few days. What? Yeah. Maybe I'm getting the dates wrong because I did do so. Because I, I don't think. Let me I look th- at the, let me look at the calendar. Was January. Was it December when I started? I think so. Because I would have gone to the one in February. January. Okay, yes. Okay, y'all. So <laughs> I was like, okay, time is time is weird. So yes, let me let me pull out my phone. Okay, so the first club caranoid was December twenty second. And there was a snowstorm. Yes. yes. Okay. It was December twenty second. And then January twenty sixth mm-hmm. was second Club Caranoid featuring Jake Cordoba mm-hmm. with the reels and everything. And that was the second one, which is what happened where we were describing what happened where the night ended early. So that was January 26th. So I think I text um, Moy, yeah, like early February or maybe the second week of February. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I messaged him with, with time in advance yeah. to see if we were going to do one in February, which would have been February 23rd. I text him. I don't get a response until let's see it was probably the 21st so i think i probably messaged him the week of the 13th okay. so then the 21st i hear back and he didn't really respond giving me any feedback about the night he just said can you dj this thursday which would not have been club so club. i think it was I think he meant to do Club Paranoid, but it was with very little time, right, in advance. And so at that time, I was also waiting for payment from January 26th. So I was waiting for payment. So then he said on the 22nd or the 21st, like, can you DJ tomorrow? I remember that text. Can you DJ tomorrow? And I was like, oh, yeah, like, if you pay me, if you send me the payment from last month so I can pay Julio... I'll be happy to to DJ tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I just won't be able to have any guests. And then I didn't get an answer. What? And that was the last contact that I've had with them. And now it's March 27th. He literally totally ignored everything. He ignored that everything that I said. I was like, never mind that. Can you DJ yeah. tomorrow? Also didn't even address the payment issue. So when does the payment finally come? No, the payment came when I asked like oh. the second time, like if you pay me the today then i can dj tomorrow and then i was waiting for him to say okay yeah like do you want to dj so that's what what upset me what upset me was i went into this very professional asking the owner of this place for his constructive feedback about the night and it wasn't gonna hurt my feelings it really wasn't if if he didn't want to do a third one i would have been fine with that It, it was just about miscommunication lack of communication so club caranoid at twisting cantina is no more not because i didn't want to do it but because there was just a lack of communication, it didn't work. And that's fine. We keep it pushing. It's not a failure in my, in my eyes. No. I think at that, all. I think that the brand you built, too, was also successful. I think you can take that anywhere. Yeah, that think- it's, yeah, it could be anywhere. And like I said, I, I would go back to Twisted Cantina, but that really did rub me the wrong way, dude. Like, just... Dime la neta. Dime la neta. Si no quieres, pues ahí la dejamos. Está bien. I think in the past, like, I've <clears throat> been a little perturbed by the way that Twisted Cantina like never posts any of our promo That's ever. true. Any single promo involving me, you, even Julio, the three of us, never. But anyone else that plays there, which we're not going to point anyone out, anyone else, it could be literally anyone else, and they'd be like, it goes, it gets, makes us the grade, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, and like we said earlier, this isn't about other DJs, other, DJs, no. other nights, other parties. It's just about our experience DJing at this place and that yeah that did happen when Julio and I DJed at Twisted Cantina in 2022 or 2021 yeah 2022 
he made a really yummy, delicious, orange, colorful flyer that was very unlike everything else on their page. And I remember they posted it on the grid. And that was a really nice moment for me because, you know, I'd always wanted to DJ there. And then weeks later, I find that they deleted it or they archived it. That's so weird. Like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any single time we've done berries there, they never posted. Oh, yeah. And then we did berries there, you and I. They never posted any of our flyers. And, yeah, they never posted the flyers on the grid. And they posted on the story, but sometimes the stories isn't enough. We, I think we did, what, like three, four there? I think three. we did three. I remember the three flyers. It was like the Powerpuff Girls one, the phone one, and then the one with Badgyal. So we did three. Yeah. Iconic. Never, you never listen, we're going to bring back Berry's Night. Uh, I think it works great with our podcast, too, but just not there. I think that was a lear- learning mm. experience with that is, you know, our, our, our styles probably just aren't a good fit with this place. Since we're talking about Pilsen, we should just jump to another Pilsen issue. All right. So next, I want to talk about what happened at uh, Pilsen DIY at No Sleep. So that was March. Uh, That just happened. That party literally was announced. March 17th. Promoted like within a couple days. And I mean, like the turnout was really large and like people were responding to it. Yeah. No, it was a cool party. Um, People were really excited about the, the lineup. Two to 8 a.m. <laughs> the lineup was cool. Yeah, it was two two a.m. to eight a.m. on March seventeenth. It's technically March eighteenth, right? The early hours at Pilsen DIY, which is right there behind the Manjares restaurant on Ashland. Um, it's like a little. It's like a little. It's like on Ashland Blue Island and Cermak. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably like the six corners of the south side, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cute space. Um, uh, I was excited to be in my hard, in my hardcore, in my perreo yeah. core bag. Rave, so, <clears throat> rave baddie bag. In, yeah, yeah, super, super excited. Um, so then, okay, so I arrive. My friend Nancy texts me and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to go. Do you need a ride? And I was like, oh my God, awesome. Sure. So she comes through, she picks me up at around 3 a.m., 2.40 a.m. She picks me up. We get there, obviously, extra quickly. So we get there at around 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we we go into the parking lot. And the, the, the security guard at the entrance of the parking lot is charging us to park, which... Uh, that's never happened to me when Wait, I go there. You did not tell me this. Yeah, that's I, interesting. Yeah, that never happened. Before. That's never happened to me before. So I, I was like, oh, I didn't know that you guys were charging. Um, is it possible that we can charge for free? Because I'm DJing. I'm about to perform at five a.m. If not, that's fine. Like I'm sure we can get cash out. And then he just said, backs away slowly. <laughs> like it was really awkward. He said out loud. Yeah, he said that out loud. <laughs> Very weird. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> Nancy and I continued to park, and then we and then we literally park, and then Nancy goes, "Did you hear that?" And I said, "No, I didn't hear that. What do you mean?" She's like, "I heard a smack." Oh shit! So she said that to me in the car before you even found we, out what happened. We, I didn't know anything about what happened. Witchy, right? So she's like, "I heard a smack," and I was like, "What?" So then we get out of the car, we like slam the doors, and then we turn and we walk towards the place, which is the giant parking lot. And that's when we see this verbal altercation going down between mm. security and party goers, who I believe were party goers. And they were like, fuck you. Like, oh, no, fuck you. Um, I can't even, I still can't even believe Nancy heard this smack. She heard, so now, now in retrospect, I think she heard, I, I think what she heard was either a punch or the, the pistol whip, which we found out later. That's what happened. So we we're approaching and we're scared. And then I hear the word gun. So then I hear the word gun from feet away. So then I tell Nancy, wait, let's stay by the car. Because I was scared at this point. I was like, what? Gun? What? What is someone about to pull out a gun? Like, let's stop. So then we're like observing the situation. I'm seeing people start to leave or get kicked out of the parking lot. Right. Okay. So, and then as we start approaching, because I needed to go inside to talk to Nick's about the night, about to check in. I needed to go in and check in. Right. 
And as I'm walking closer, I just hear people saying like, fuck this party, y'all. Don't go to this party. Fuck this party. I keep walking and I see Jermaine. So I'm like, hey, Jermaine, how are you? Hello. Composure squad. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, are, um, are you excited? And I was like, yeah, I'll see you inside. So then I go inside. So Nancy and I are a little rattled. Yeah. <laughs> We're rattled. So I walk in. I don't see Nick's right did, away. Do you think? Jermaine saw anything or he was like walking at the same time he as was you? standing by the door uh, uh he was standing by the entrance oh so maybe he didn't but see but i mean that was it was loud you know yeah. these people were screaming at the top of their lungs they were having a verbal verbal altercation with each other Damn. and then i remember one of the security guards ran to his parked car and then his home another security guard i guess they were homies they were like no no don't get it they're leaving they're leaving don't get it they're leaving and then the car alarm goes off and then the guy's like see why'd you have to go and do that now now it's gonna make all this noise so then now i'm like what was he getting (sighs) so i'm stressed now that's the last thing that you want to see when you're arriving to the gig when you're arriving to work that's the last thing you want to see is people fighting yeah okay watch this like people being like gun this gun that yeah hearing the word gun like what the what the fuck so anyway, we walk in. It's literally like no one has no fucking clue what just happened outside because Space inside it's full. it's full. Everyone's dancing. Um, who's DJing at this point? I think DJ Swisha and uh, Kush Jones, yeah. I think, just started at like around 3 a.m. So people were dancing. And this is when I discover the facts of what happened. Mm. So I'm reading the DMs and the DMs are going off. And they're like... It's, it happened to J.S. Alvarez, who's on the lineup. He's a fellow DJ, so a colleague, co-worker of the night. He's, he's posting there, and he's saying, yo, these security guards just assaulted me and my friends. My friend just got pistol whipped. And then he posts, or to that extent, and then he posted a photo of himself, bloody. I was shook to my core. I, I didn't know what to do. And I'm looking around, and then finally... I see uh, Bonita Appleblonde. We're all, I was just asking them, like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? And they just said, no, I'm just going to get out of here. Um, I hope I hope he's okay. So I was messaging in there, like, oh, my God, are you okay? Is everyone okay? And then a Nick's, we find Nick's. Nick's is addressing the situation. Nick's spoke to the owner and wrote in the DM saying, this person will be removed. So referencing the... the psycho security guard who pissed who yeah absolutely ridiculous so when i read that because nancy was like what are you gonna do you know are you gonna are you gonna perform you know do you want to leave and i honestly didn't know what to do i was feeling very icky uh i was very happy and excited when i arrived but the moment i got there everything changed it did relieve me somewhat to hear that that person was going to be removed from the space and that Nix was speaking directly with the owner. So that put me a little bit at ease. Mm-hmm. So I, I was going to perform at, f- at five with back to back with Miss Twink from five to seven. So I got there two hours early. So it was just, you know, in my mind, I was going to, you know, party, catch a vibe before I went up there. And yeah, we danced. Yeah, we we danced. We tried to. It's hard to. I mean, you saw the image. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And hair. then the messages didn't stop. You know, and I that that's the whole point of this is I put myself in JS Oliver's shoes. Imagine you show up to a gig and all of a sudden the situation escalates over what's in your DJ bag. That's what I was thinking. I was like, in what? And I, and when you first told me this, I'm like, oh my god, what happened? that would even warrant someone getting pistol whipped like what could have possibly happened that someone had to have this reaction because that is not only incredibly violent but also disrespectful so weird gives me the heebie-jeebies to think about it and i think like if that had happened if we went anywhere yeah. and that had happened to either of us oh we would have set the place on fire exactly exactly that that was my exact thought was imagine and according to to js alvarez there were he pulled out beers from his dj bag and then I don't know how the situation then escalated from there to such inexcusable violence. So I was putting myself in, in his shoes and I was just feeling really gross. I was feeling yeah. gross. I was trying to enjoy myself. I was trying to focus as well on what I was going to play. Um, 
because I was nervous about going back to back for such a long for two hours, you know. So then I remember one of the last few messages I read before going on stage was J.S. Alvarez, obviously very upset and has a right to be upset, said, I'm glad you guys are all having fun. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Like, fuck this party, but I'm glad y'all are having a good time. And, you know, again, like, I don't hold that against anyone because no. obviously he was upset. I would be even I would be upset. I would be so angry. I would have thrown a fit. Yeah. I would have made a scene, which they which yeah. they did, and for good reason. They did yeah. good. So the night ends. We go we go home. Nancy gives me a ride home. And I literally I had another gig later that day. So I didn't really have time to like process everything. But every, it spread like wildfire, you know, yeah. as it should. You know, these people need to be exposed. Like these security guards need to not only be fired, but I don't think that events should be thrown at that space until... I don't even know when or, or if, but clearly they're not in a position to be throwing parties when you can't you can't have a safe space. And it's not even about the attendees. It's the it's the security cards who are inciting the violence. That doesn't make any fucking sense to and me. You have to understand there's also like not you, but people have to understand that there's so much context. This is a space that's operating literally like within the realms of like after hours this is like in the morning so it's like there's so much that can happen i don't understand how security who was supposed to be extra on top of their game considering all the context surrounding this space is that like how they could even incite violence like that yeah knowing your audience who is there at this space and you know it's just yeah, that's just so crazy to me. It's so funny to me, too, because I remember wanting to throw a party there. Um, and uh, Amanda Flores Negras had introduced me and Julio to the owner. And he didn't want to. He he was skeptical about Agua de Rosas at Pilsen DIY because it was a reggaeton party. And he said, I don't know, you know, with the people, you know, who listen to reggaeton. I just don't want problems. And it's like, really? Of oh, this perception that like, oh, reggaeton is a dangerous music genre to play that in Pilsen yeah. that incites violence. Look who incited violence. It, it wasn't anybody at the party. Everybody who was at the party was inside having a good time dancing. No one but your own people. Your own fucking people were the ones to ruin the night. And they ruined the night for everyone. They ruined the night for the people inside and getting a gun out and and they ruined the night, obviously, for for the victims. The victims now have medical bills to pay. J.S. Avedis, I, you know, obviously he's pissed. He didn't get to perform. And now he's dealing with with the aftermath of that, too. And all the people who got kicked out, who were friends with, with them, also got kicked out. And they're also going through the aftermath of all of that. So fuck that. So I had to post on Instagram. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. But at the end of the day, with the flyer circulating everywhere and my name, you know, circulating, like, on that flyer, like, I just felt like I needed to say something. Yeah. So I just spoke from my heart. and I And I said that, you know, what happened was absolutely uncalled for it was wrong it was fucked up and i'm not going to be going back i'm not going back there and to party and i'm not going to participate in a party that's being thrown there that makes two of us well i will say that all the parties that i know of that would be thrown there by the by our community of they got canceled know, mm-hmm. they would probably not throw them there anymore so i don't know who else is well well yeah Flores, like punk shows or something like I don't know. Flores negras yeah posted uh, on her story in solidarity as well you know saying that she will not be throwing any any more parties there which and is i'm good. sure very perry with elixir yeah isn't yeah either yeah so i'm i'm confused yeah, so that that happened, and it was very upsetting, and I just want to talk about that. Um, all right, let's move on to the next chisme. Another one, thank you. Something that actually happened while we were on tour together, and it's when Papa G decided to steal Agua de Rosas's art for his own party where were we that i saw that we were in grand rapids yeah so so tell 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 us how how you found it 
were we getting ready? We were in the green room in Grand Rapids. Yes, I was green. trying to take yep. a video in of myself in the dress. And then I don't know. Oh, okay. So I'm on my Instagram and I'm like just going through stories. We're waiting for the show to start. And I, um, someone reposts, I think it was there. They reposted the artwork and was like, oh, this looks cool. And I was like, I don't love. And (laughs) I like click through and I was like. I immediately recognized the work, the art, obviously, mm-hmm. because that was Abuela Rosas's first artwork. Yeah. Immediately recognized it. And then it was like very crudely, you know, like when you take a screenshot <laughs> and you cut it and it looks like shit. And then you, and then, and then he like added a bunch of like bullshit letters on it. It looked so crude. And I was like, I, I sent my, I sent my phone to you and I was like, I know for a fact Gabby did not okay this. Yeah. So Gabriela Riveros. Um, aka DJ Aguarai. She's the uh, illustrator slash designer, so creative, so you know, co uh, creator of Agua de Rosas. Mm-hmm. And you slid over the phone to me and you said, I know that Gabby did not okay this. And I saw it <laughs> and I was in such disbelief. I, I remember like blinking a lot and just, just being really confused. At the same time, you know, we're at a show. We're backstage. We're about to go. I think it was our show started at nine. It was eight fifty one, eight fifty two. So I didn't even know what to do. I just sent it in the group chat. I was like, you guys need to see this. Papa G is using this um, for his fucking party. And, you know, Gabby jumped on it immediately. We were all so confused and upset. So she, then she was talking directly with Instagram as well, you know, to prove that it was infringement on her creative work. Mm-hmm. So she was sent directly speaking to Instagram to get it uh, taken down. And the last I spoke to her, she told me that she believes that Instagram did take down the post and that it wasn't Barra Enye who took it down. Mm-hmm. Because we were also DMing Barra Enye. I remember Julio like DMing them. And they never answered. Commenting on the post. Commenting. And people were commenting on the post. Take this down. Take this down. And then Papa G goes private. Because it was on Papa G's page, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was on Barraña's page. So then Papa G goes private. Uh, at first I thought he had blocked us. But no, he went private. And, but then that's when we saw the Barraña post was still up. So then we started, you know, flagging and reporting that one. And in the end, yeah, we believe Instagram was, was able to take it down. It wasn't the fucking people at the bar who should have taken it down who should have listened to us multiple comments it's like do you not know how to read like what the fuck is going on so uh, what really 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 pissed me off was the the screenshots that we got with uh exchange between gabby and papa g where where she was asking him to take it down like you know um and to do the right thing and his response was you should be honored that i'm that i'm using your art for my event i thought it was beautiful and i wanted to use it you should be honored the fuck you know what misogyny it's even worse that this happened it's it's bad that this happened even worse that it was under papa g because of all the crusty dusty nasty tendencies and we're gonna get into that because i'm tired i'm (laughs) tired and i told the crew all the date rate vibes that happen at reggae gold exactly so he had he had the nerve to say that to, to Gabby that we should be honored by that. Oh, girl, this girl stop. is delusional. Okay, stop being lazy. Buy yourself a Canva membership like everybody else. Literally. And be a Canva girly. Be a Canva girly and, and and make up your own design. So he's like, oh, it was on Google. So you know Google is public domain. Uh no, baby. Are you confused? Because I'm confused. Hello? <laughs> Other friends were supporting us and posting on their story. And so Jeanette goes Mika, posts on her story. And uh, somebody, I don't even know who this person was, responded to her story. Some dude. And was like, hey, Papa G's my boy. Stop trying to sabotage his event. <laughs> you, a, you a stupid how? You a stupid how? He sabotaged his own event when he decided to steal some other people's art. Also... Did he forget? That's my point. Did he not know that that art belonged to us? Like, did he not know that that was an Agua de Rosas artwork? Well, he got it from your Instagram. How could he not know? He's saying he got it from Google. But we also think maybe he he, he got, maybe he searched hashtags 
on Instagram and then got it from our Instagram and scrolled all the way down to our Instagram. Baby, do you did you forget what happened at the Tomasa del Real show? Oh, bitch. <laughs> did, did he forget? Like, I don't understand. Like, why would you fuck with us again? But, but... I- <laughs> why why would you fuck with us Wait, again this is getting into yes oh my god do you see what i mean like like no. why would he it was it just coincidence that he he just let me steal this random piece of art All and of then the it hit shit hit the fan when it ended up being us that he fucked with us again okay you so know, rewind my mouth, my mouth is open right now rewind <laughs> <laughs> we're rewinding to january 2022 where we our rosas got the opportunity to open for our neoperreo queen tomasa del real and it was last minute, uh, and Papa, it was at Subterranean, where Reggae Gold is, where multiple of my friends have gotten sexually harassed. Well, I said it has big yeah. date rate vibes. Yeah. Um, well, also, my thing with Papa G, too, is that I've come into contact with him only a handful of times, and every single time he's been creepy um, and overly touchy-feely. And I've heard multiple um in, uh, of accounts you included about people who have been groped at his party and his party is known for girls getting fucking groped that's why i say date rape vibes yeah so that that's actually essentially what happened at the tomas and show he had dj before us and we're in the green room at, at subterranean upstairs and he was really drunk and he came upstairs and he was like I've been DJing here since before y'all were born. I've been throwing this party. Y'all don't even know uh, what's good. Da, 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 da. And I was like, why are you? And I know him. Like, I've known him for years since since he DJed at Twisted Cantina. I was like, what are you doing right now? Like, do you need water? Like, are you good? Anyway, so then we're, we it's it's our time to start DJing. And um, I get on the mic and I'm like, hey, let's let's give it up for Papa G. Um, now it's our turn. We're Agua de Rosas. Mm-hmm. And people clap for him. And I remember he walked furiously away towards the bar and he did like this. He went like he did like a wave in the air being like whoopee. Like I don't even know how to describe his like hand gesture. But it was in a very it was like a frustration. Yeah. So I was like, OK, hope you're hope you're yeah. good. good uh, <laughs> so then we started doing our thing. We're very excited. Um, I think Tomasa's like already upstairs in the room, like, ah, how exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the middle of our set, Papa G comes back up on stage and he's like, can I get in there? Can I get in there? What? Karen, you didn't tell me this. Ew, tacky. He's like, can I get in there? And I was like, get in where? No. Get off stage. Julio-, <laughs> Julio and I were like maybe 20 minutes in to our back to back. And Papa G comes back and has the nerve to say, can I get in there? Do you have like pre-Alzheimer's sir? like what's going on? And I literally said it as polite as I could. I said, no, you can't. Like we're going back to back right now. That's you're so nice. I'd be like, this man is confused. I, I don't know what happened to him that whatever. So then it's I think it was it, I don't know at what point. I think it was after the show. But we were up, upstairs and Julio was settling. Yeah, it was after our. Yeah, it was after the show. So you're there. Um, Tomasa puts on a great show. Um, and then I go upstairs and Julio has to sign like the check so we can get paid with the person in charge. Or I forget his name. And um, I'm with him. And then I remember walking in and Tomasa being upset. And then Tomasa being like, don't touch me. <gasps> like, don't touch my leg. I guess he had his hand on her thigh. And he was like, don't touch me. And I immediately went on like, what the, f- I'm red alert. I was like, what are you doing? I, I can't even. And I then, like- and that's not to say how he inappropriately touched me that night. When he said hello to me and he grabbed me way too tight, way too tight. And I, like I said, I know him. Like I've known him and I've spoken to him when he is, like is all there. I'd never, I'd never felt uncomfortable like that around him and that night i did and that night i was very very upset and my boyfriend at the time was there and i remember telling him and i was like what the fuck like he just grabbed me so tight and disgustingly and then he did that to tomasa so that and put her his hand on her thigh and she was upset she was like she stood up and she's like no we're not gonna do that and then i walked in and i was like what's going on are you okay and then he asked for a photo 
And then he wanted to do a selfie with all of us. So then I tell Julio what happened. And then we tell the guy in charge, like, hey, like, Papa G's inappropriately, like, touching the artist and touching me. And and then this is the guy's reaction. He he rolls his eyes and he goes, what kind of reaction is that? Also, why is Subterranean co-signing a residency where they're going to bring outside talent to their venue, knowing that that residency, that that man who they support every single week to play reggae gold is groping and or assaulting possibly the talent that comes there? Like, like sub T, uh, what's going on? And this was never, you know, this was never said. I'm finally speaking up because this bullshit that happened with the flyer and his 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 response to that and thinking he's the king of the world and he can do whatever the fuck he wants is not okay and it just made me realize like why 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 am i still staying silent about this why are we why are we still co-signing him well i'm going to say that as a culture like not me we but like i'm going to say that if we know that he did that to Tomasa and you in one night, and then we tell security guard, and obviously his reaction is... Or the, the production manager. Or the whatever. reaction mm-hmm. is that of, okay, this is a repeated behavior and he's fed up with it. We can understand that this has happened multiple times, probably not only to party goers, but to other talent as well, other DJs as well. And it's like, I myself, when I met Papa G, also grabbed me very tightly, attended to kiss me on the cheek. This man doesn't even know me. Grabbed me from across the bar. I served him for the first time at Little Wild. Oh. And we were talking when I, he had I didn't he know reached, this. He reached across the bar and grabbed my shirt to pull me closer and tried to give me a kiss on the cheek. Was talking to me so close, I could see the pores on his nose. And I was like, this man doesn't know me. When he left... He squeezed me. Again, I know exactly what you mean. He did, And that, that's what I'm saying. And I've talked to other girls. It's so fucked up. Who, at, who are at the Reggae Gold Night. And they experience, maybe not by him specifically, but by men who attended that. AKA yeah. the same boys who was probably messaging Cosmica about, oh, probably just Cosmica. my boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, check yourself and check your boy. Please. Exactly. The audacity of these men to be like, oh, stop. Don't. That's my boy. That's your boy. So you so you hang out with him and you go out with him and and maybe you witness behavior like this and you co-sign it. And maybe you do it, too. This is not Perry's whatsoever. Not Perry's not at all. This is anti Perry's behavior. You know, there's just, you know, it's so funny because like people and then I feel like the term safe space is used a lot when it comes yeah. to parties. And then there are some people who kind of like poke fun at that term like oh it's a safe space oh and i'm like you don't understand yeah we say safe space because there are spaces like that that exist that we say we are not about that we're actually completely against that so we need a way to to like you know make ourselves know that we're that we're not about that that's why we call ourselves a safe space and that term is used a lot for reasons exactly like that because perhaps people don't know that there are spaces where there are nasty like happens all the time and that's another point to make is that if you're if you're promoting a party and you're writing in the caption or in the description that this is a safe space for x y and z okay well you better check yourself what are you doing what what processes do you have in place to make sure that this is a safe space for everyone if somebody comes up to you and tells you this person just inappropriately touched me you know, what are the processes that you and the yeah. establishment have in, have in place? What's the protocol? Right. Baby? What's the protocol? Just remembering what he said. You should be honored. Ugh, you not should, by you. You should be honored that I decided to use your art. That's imbecile. Do the right thing. It's 2023. This is how it should have been handled. Gabby messages him. Oh my God. I had no idea that this was your, that this was your art. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll take it down immediately. You take it down immediately. You make a new flyer. You message Barraene. Hey, dude, actually, we're not going to be using that flyer. Uh, I'm going to make a new one. Can you take that down? Cool. Let me delete it really quick. Continue promoting your party. No, he kept pushing y'all. That's what he kept doing. Methinks thou doth protest too much. He was <sighs> doing the most. You should be honored. Okay, honor this. So, those are all the, the items on my... Chismoteca. On my on my chismoteca slash venting list, we haven't taken any breaks. I, th- I think <laughs> we were we were going in. I think let's just take a quick break. Uh, drink some water. Things got a little heated. Some more Coke. Um, and we'll be right back.
we're back. <laughs> I mean, not to like, not. To, I mean, since we're in the same, you know, cheese manteca vibe right now, and obviously, I don't think mine's more of like a gripe or a venting than yeah, cheese man. But I have to say, as someone that has gotten into a lot of a promoting bag lately, uh, and booking DJs, I've had to work with a lot of agents, and um. Let me get my words together. It's just been really difficult to to talk with agents in general, and I'm thinking about two instances specifically lately. And I feel like any promoter can relate to this. Um, Probably Agua de Rosas included. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about one promoter that I tried to book this DJ from Oakland, and I really wanted to book her. And we were talking back and forth, and they charged a 20% booking fee, which went directly to the agent. And it was so exorbitant. And and then on top of that, it was like, that would have been fine because I feel like I was paying for the talent that I wanted. But similarly, at the same time, they were like, actually, they took they literally took weeks to resp- respond. Then they were like, oh, she's not available anymore. So never mind. (sighs) Okay, so what was really all that for? Mm -hmm. All right. So then then we move on to a different agent. And again, I'm talking to him about booking someone. And we go back. I, I, I make an offer. They make an offer back. I respond with my third offer, now we're talking terms. We're like talking about hotels and flights or or extras or, you know, whatever you use to kind of, you know, go back and forth about a price. And instead of responding like in any way that felt useful to the situation, they literally just said, nope, never mind. Wow. Goodbye. And I was like, hold on. Yeah. That's you- not what I was expecting. I was like... I, and I literally said, I was like, I really want to make this mm-hmm. work. I have to, you know, this is a this is a, this event that I'm doing is going to be at this huge space for only one time, and I want to make it really special. Mm-hmm. And having this person there would be really meaningful to me, you know, because I look up to them as a DJ. Um, they were like, well, that's nice and all. It's just really not going to work out. And I was like, but a second ago it was working so out. So bogus. And then I was like, I was like a second ago, it was working out. And I was so then at that point, I was like, okay, well, let me talk to my team and see if we can open up more budget for you. Don't bother. It's it's don't worry. We'll revisit this. Hope to work with you in the future. I go at that point. I'm like, now I'm walking with my tail between my legs. I'm just like, okay, thanks for your time. Yeah. I'm like, what else? Yeah, it's like, what else can you say, right? What was the point of having an yeah. agent? Isn't an agent supposed to like, you're, you go, you know, you talk to an agent, you talk about pricing that works for both parties. I don't know. It just really, it, 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 it bummed me. you out. It, it bummed, bummed you it, out. It bummed me out. And what I will say is that I was able to find other great talent. And I will say that working with an agent or talking with an agent, again, you know, it takes with a grain of salt, whoever's listening to this, because I, I'm doing this. This is I'm figuring this out as someone who's working relatively alone yeah. on booking DJs. I'm going off of what feels good, what feels right, and I don't know a lot about this. Entering into this realm within the last year, okay? So I'm working with the information that I'm being given, and it's just like uh, the the point is is that working with agents kind of have bumped me out a little bit, and it feels a little impersonal. I know they're there for a reason. But then I finally found great other talent that are, are going to join yeah. us at Eden. And working with her, like, she was she was so kind. She was so, like, energetic about it. She responded to my emails so, like, like so quickly. And she was really excited about it. And her vibe, her aesthetic, her way of being fits the ethos of Eden anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And exactly. I'm really excited. But that's kind of my achievement. It's not... You know, I'm just it's hard. I'm just venting. <laughs> it's hard not to take those things personally, right? Because yeah. you know, at the same time, yes, it's it's business, and they're they're trying to make money for themselves and for the artist, and they've probably decided on that rate, right, a long time ago. My thing is, I wonder how involved the artist is in in hearing these these negotiations. Like, did, did that DJ? 
that you reached out to do you think that she heard about this deal or is the agent sort of you know that once they're happy with the deal then they speak to to the artist about it because a lot of times i feel like if the artist would have known about the the spirit of the event what the event is about maybe maybe they would have changed their mind or maybe they would have worked with with the agent to to lower the rate or, or make a better deal i'm ultimately this is just me venting i'm ultimately keeping an extremely positive attitude about yeah. it. yeah and like to speak to speak further about that, uh, one last note is that like a great example is another DJ that I work with who has stayed with me as a guest in my house, and I've had other DJs stay with me as a guest in my house, and with that, because of that, not only am I able to pay their flight, yeah. I'm able to give them more money, which nothing goes to their agent, and they are able to stay in my home, which I provide the utmost like hospitality for them you know and we go places together and you know we go out to eat you know so i mean it's just like i i, I sometimes i wish to, to 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 your point about do the artists ever hear about this i wish they would because yeah they would see i wish they would it's not all about like the rate and the and and the flight i'm gonna pay that but i want you to know like there are other aspects that i want to offer you that yeah. will make this worth it for you you know anyway that's that's my two cents today <laughs> I love it. Let me talk about some reggaeton. Finally, the reggaeton. Woof. Let me shake that off, baby. So I had a thought over the weekend. Uh, you big, know, I... Big brain vibes. Yes. Uh, big beauty brain. Beauty brain. <laughs> come, on, come on, beauty brain. Um, I had a thought because I curate Karen Approved, you know, the playlist. The playlist. So I had a thought. Reggaeton is being made at such an accelerated rate. So much is being made. Every week, artists from around the world are releasing their tracks, right? The new throwback reggaeton is not early 2000s anymore. No. For us now in 2023, in our collective consciousness as listeners, the new throwback reggaeton is 2018 to 2020 reggaeton mm-hmm. pre-pandemic vibes pre-pandemic reggaeton and specifically i'm thinking of pop reggaeton um <clears throat> so songs like immediately te bote comes to mind oh, oh. si me da uh what are some other songs what else I'm came thinking out porfa. this is 2019 porfa i'm thinking um mi cama um i think relo rao alejandro mm-hmm. Um, his song that he has Ponte Pa Mi Rao Alejandro Ponte Pa Mi yeah basically Afrodisiaco yeah that album um, let me pull up 2018 right? really quick Bonita some. for sure anything I was gonna say the first album that um, J Balvin put out but that was earlier than that no that was earlier um, Osuna Se Preparó <gasps> Oh my god, that's like probably my favorite Ozuna Becky song. Becky G, Mayores, X, Nicki Jam, and J Balvin. Oh yeah! Oh my, I oh remember my god, that song so much. Jay Cortez, you know me conoces. It's going to, yeah, and these the vibes. Fans, the fans are so young, and also like there are obviously fan, new young fans in every genre. But I'm saying new fans here are so young, and there's so much being made. And the genre has grown so exponentially in the last 20 years, especially in the last 10 years. I also think of um, like Justin Quiles really had his oh, his yeah. rise in 2018 and his album. Doesn't he have a song with Karol G on her, on her new album? Yeah, he does the Dembo. Yeah. He's, he's another person like Fade, who is a very like prolific songwriter who's written songs for everyone. And then he's like, I can sing too. Yeah. And then he's he's out in the gig now. But then I remember I'm a big Yandel fan, like solo Yandel albums for me, like hit. And I remember remember Mi Religion mm-hmm. by Yandel. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Pineapple, Carol G. <gasps> I forgot about that song. Soy Peor is ever. a clásico. I mean, that's Latin trap, but I think about Soy Peor just being like, wow, so old. Okay. And another song that, that um, I think about this era Joely Randy and Faruko, sensual inspiration. Wait, I don't think I know this song. Girl, hold on. I have to. Play I, ha- it I have masses. to play. I have to play it right now. I'll play a little bit of it. 
when I tell you, this song does things to me. Ooh, I almost, I almost <laughs> knocked over the mic. Entre tú y yo siempre existió ese feeling. Baby, solo tú me pones así. Oh my God. Oh my God. Since you're As a Joelle Randy fan. As a, as a Joelle Randy stan, you must know it. And featuring Farruko, you know, who. My I immediate love. thought, T H O T. Yeah. Was Farruko at fucking um, <laughs> Sueños. Talking about God and religion. Oh. I'm like, canta ya. Like, please. That like, sucks. I miss the old Farruko. I know. When he was singing about Pepas. No, the old, old Farruko. No, who but was I'm super saying, romantic. Like, I'm saying, like, talking about nasty, crazy shit, drugs, whatever, the romanticos. But now he, like, what's the song that he does? Okay, I need to find it. <clears throat> it's the song where it's like, it's like God coded, it's like Christian coded. Nazareño. Oh, it's literally about Nazareth. Oh my God, it's so God coded, but it's a waracha, and I'm like, we should we should do an episode one day on Christian reggaeton because it exists. Wait, what did I say? It was like get Hitler father's lesbian ass out of retirement. <laughs> that man is living in the campo in Puerto Rico right now, and good for him. But we miss him. Um, I, I remember we need a comeback tour. There was an interview uh, where the this guy in Mexico interviewed Young Beef. Um, and in the I didn't watch the whole thing, but in the comments or in the description of the interview, I guess like Young Beef worships the devil. No, babes. Like I mean, I hear that. I'm not a devil worshiper. In my head, I'm just like work. Do what does for you. And you know what I'm gonna say to that? Do I'm what does for you. I Chap- love that. Chaparrita on 25th and Whipple best tacos in chicago and i have a point to this when you walk in they have a huge huge uh, statue sta- of the altar altar to, to santa muerte let me tell you i think rosa pistola them, also is a big like them them tacos devout. are delicious so i don't know what the devil doing for them but it's working no, baby. and they were also on taco chronicles so they get in the bag too no that's, that's dope right that's dope for them love good tacos love good music <laughs> love great reggaeton I will forever stand Rosa Pistola and Young Beef. It's just, wait, Rosa, I'm scared. Wait, Rosa Pistola? Yeah, Rosa Pistola posts post stories of like La Santa Muerte and the altar. Yeah, I was like, hold on. <laughs> no, Rosa Pistola. And then I read that in the interview that he, that Young Beef um, shades God and um, says some stuff about like, I feel like shading like, God is a little, you know. I'm just like, I'm like I, I, gotta go I'm not going to go into religion here, but that just scared me. It's, I just read it. I was like, ooh, let me go see what my man has to say on this interview. Oh, my God, I'm scared. It's not a competition. God <laughs> and Satan are two queens figuring out their joint slay together. No, baby. <laughs> this, no, baby. You, me voy a persinar right now. No. But what I'm trying to say... Aquí, aquí, yo rechazo el diablo. Yo rechazo el diablo. Aquí somos... To, just because... What I'm trying to say to that is just because young B worships the devil doesn't mean he has to shade God. It's really not that. It's not that. Why don't we wrap up? Uh, <laughs> and on that note <laughs> let's just wrap up before shit starts levitating in my house um, let's do a little Perry's power <laughs> moment to lighten the mood oh and do I have a Perry's power okay for our Perry's power this week I really want to shout out one of our listeners Ooh. who I met IRL Amanda if you're listening this goes for you you're the bad bitch um she came to Agua de Rosa's debut at Sleeping Village this past weekend. Amanda, I wish I had met you. I wasn't there that night, but I imagine you're the baddest bitch. And we thank you so much for listening and for like showing up organically to a gig. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Amanda's exhibiting Perry's power. She's exhibiting Perry's power, Perry's energy. I'm so happy that we're ending this very kind of heavy episode on such a good light note. Yeah. What is very perris is to speak up and stand up for yourself and to stay true to what you believe in and stay true to your vision. Um, Perris power is yeah. taking care of your friends when you go out. You yeah. come with a friend, you leave with that friend, you, you, you look out for each other. Take care of your friends. You know, and we, and to speak on safe spaces, there really is no, tr- there, there's no safe space that can be the safest of all. There is no true safe space. In the end, we always have to look out for each other. Yeah. And that is Perry's power. Yes! Oh my god, yes! Yes! I love you. And 
This was fun as always. And we love you listeners out there. Share Radio Perris with your friends. Follow us on Instagram. Tweet us. And we'll see you very soon. New episodes now every other Wednesday. So you're going to start seeing us more. Prepare to get sick of us. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Radio Perris.